week. <laughs> In what way? What well, week is it? It's the first week of October, mm-hmm. and um, Trump got COVID. Yeah. And that's really good. Maybe, probably. But Rick Moranis got punched in the face, and that's really bad. Well, you know, he wins some lose, so. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Hello, horses. Hello, horse. I'm Daniel. Mm -hmm. You want to give a name? No. Okay. Call you Mr. D. This is the podcast Hello Horses, in which uh, we watch a movie and then we let you know that there is a horse in it. <laughs> completely informational. So you call in and we tell you yes or no. <laughs> it's a live show. We have every movie ever on the list. We know. We fucking know. And we'll tell you. Because there are only three horses in Hollywood and we're their agents. We should start a website that's just like, is this movie Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I explained to somebody what this podcast was, and they were like, so it's the horse version of that website Seth Rogen comes up with it knocked up. Yeah. Or it just tells you when there's nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, it's exactly that. There's also this website that was like a funny joke in 2016 called, is this band emo? Um, and you just go to the website and you type in any band and they'll tell you if that band is an emo band or not. So you go huh. and you type in Bruce Springsteen and they tell you no. How does one quantify emo? Well, it's because the emo council decides. It's like an emo council? <laughs> yes, it's like the emo council. <laughs> so it's emo. Okay, cool. So um, we're like that for horses and movies. Yes. And we're the horse council. Yeah, literally like a really bad horse in Dr. Horrible sing-along vlog. Mm-hmm. You've never seen that. No. But there's... No. We'll get there. <laughs> there's a horse in it. Spoiler. We'll do it one day. It's only 40 minutes long. Um, I also just did want to respond to the influx of mail we've been receiving. Uh, a lot of people are concerned for our health. They're just checking in. I just want to remind everybody that Daniel and I have been living in an underground bunker hiding from the government for the last 15 months, so mm-hmm. we have, we are in no way near coronavirus, we are safe, but we really do appreciate. Also, stop sending us anthrax. <laughs> and stop sending us mail and addressing it exactly to where our bunker is. Stop addressing it to secret hideout from government. <laughs> At horses.com. At, wait, that's not how physical addresses work. P.O. Box. Horse. Horse. So, Dan, what movie are we doing today? We are doing the 1998 Halloween classic, Practical Magic. It is truly a classic. It is directed by somebody named... Griffin Dune. Oh, did he do Dune? No, it's Duke, it's Duke with two ends. Um, what, has he done anything else? I've never heard of this man. Yeah, I also have never heard of this man. He plays a doctor in Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as far as directing goes, he did movie 43. 
Oh, I think I I recollect what that is. Oh, he plays Tommy Kelly in Johnny Dangerously. Okay. So he'll you can't take that away from him. And he is he the man who shoots? Nah, I don't remember who Tommy Kelly is. Probably his brother. But it feels like that's the name of his brother. We there's probably horses in that movie. I'm gonna bleep out the part where I say shoot. Through schools because oh. that those are triggering words. Daniel, shh. I dare you. Try to give a synopsis of this movie. Oh, <laughs> well, it's it's got a lot of different tones, but it's essentially the story of two witch sisters who uh, murder someone who had it coming and then cover it up and hijinks ensue. Wow, that was actually really concise. And yeah, well I kind of left out a lot of the important details. No, that part's in the hijinks. You swept that under the uh... <laughs> under the hijinks rug. Yeah, good job. What is your relationship with this movie? Uh, I ha- I had none. Yeah. I I honestly, if you had if you had said the words practical magic to me mm-hmm. a week ago, I would have been like, is that a movie? I I honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised it exists, but I had no awareness of it. Um, You're not surprised it exists. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I guess, like, this week, mm-hmm. when I was, like, thinking, okay, Halloween movies, mm-hmm. I saw that this was on, I think it was on Hulu. It absolutely was. Um, and yesterday we were looking at movies... And we saw it, and I was like, okay, so I, I, I had an awareness of the movie. Dog. Um, and then it wasn't on Hulu anymore. Hulu likes, side qualm, Hulu likes to do this. Larry and I were like, um, I was, I wanted to watch the Pride and Prejudice movie, not the BBC miniseries starring Colin Firth. And it was actively on Hulu, and the one night when I go to watch it, it's not there. But it's there right now. I know! It came back, like, two days later. But the time had passed. Um, I think Hulu takes things off at the times when they'd be most popular. I don't, I don't know. There's probably something about, like, their contracts that on certain dates, like, these things are too valuable for Hulu to just get for free. Right. I don't know. That checks out, but it's like, it was there October 2nd. Like, it, it makes sense. Oh, I just dated this podcast. I'll show you right. <laughs> it would make sense if it was off October 1st. Yeah. But also, you want to put seasonal shit on. That's why you pay money for it. Yeah. Anyway, what's what, how, how do you feel? What, what was your relationship with this movie? I am so glad you asked. Um... You're welcome. <laughs> this movie for me was like classic sleepover movie because not to brag but I had friends as a child. I had like three of them and sometimes I would go sleep over at their house and we would always watch this movie because it has everything in it. So when did when was the first time you saw it? I probably saw it in the year two thousand. I don't believe yeah, I would have seen it at this house for the first time. And uh, this movie is probably rated like, look it up. I'm on the Johnny Dangerously IMDb right now. Hold on, let me get out of there. 
PG-13. That makes sense. There's some stuff. I mean, there's a lot of drinking, um, some drugs. Oh, yeah. And uh, they do kill somebody. <laughs> this is all true. Well, I've never watched it at our house. I and watched it's, it at... it's too hot to be PG-13. It is pretty hot. Um, I would have watched it always at friends' houses where the parents were like, I'm just glad you're distracted for two hours. But, uh, at your friend <laughs> house. Whose last name I can say. I don't remember any of them. What was her last name? I'm thinking Perkins, but that's not that's right. not right. Uh, anyway. Uh, your parents were always watching movies that you weren't allowed to watch. Like, I went over there one... I was never over there, but I went over there one time, and her dad was watching Gladiator. And that happened to me, and I was like, <laughs> I, can't I can't watch, watch this. this. And he was like, turn around. And I was like... Any other time. I was over there, they were watching Sleepy Hollow. I'm like, this is too scary. I think that, oh, I watched Sleepy Hollow for the first time here, too. Whoa. That's PG-13, though, I think. But I was six. Sleepy Hollow is scary, but mostly boring. Um, so that is my relationship with the podcast. Always loved it. Always enjoyed it. Were you expecting more six? Well, I will say that my knowledge of this movie was mm-hmm. mediated by the fact that there were horses in it. So, mm-hmm. yes. So, yes. I was hoping, but was surprised. And you saw me get real worried <laughs> there for a second. I was like, there's definitely horses. I heard from a friend. Um, and I thought it'll be in, during the old-timey part. And then there weren't any horses in the old-timey yeah. part. And I was like, I fucked up. Yeah. We just paid a dollar this movie, and there's not going to be any horses in it. I brought margarita mix over. You have a dollar to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to use that for evil. <laughs> All right, let is, let's dive into this plot on a granular level. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right, and so we're going to stop for horses when they come up. Mm-hmm, yeah. Horses. Um, so we start in some fucking year. It's not really clear. They say 200 years ago, but we're in, like, Puritan times, so this is, like, 1650. I said Jacobian era? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Okay, so it's a long fucking time ago. I think this takes place in New England, but we're really... I... Oh, it's in Boston. Like I said. No, but it's, like, it's New England. Yeah, they're on some unspecified island off yeah. of the East Coast. Yeah. We get this little story about a Maria Owen, who is a witch, and she's about to be hanged. She does some magic. And She does do some magic. And she doesn't get hanged. Mm-hmm. And it's chill. My favorite part is everyone running away in fear instead of just doubling down. They would have murdered her still. They already knew she was a witch. That's why she was being hanged. Yeah. Why are they surprised? I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe because every other random woman they hanged um, wasn't actually wasn't a witch. Like, oh shit! Like they thought that they were—they just didn't realize witches could. She just had like a mole on her this. face, and they were like, "She's a witch." Oh yeah, yeah. It's a real crucible shit. So then, instead of hanging her, they just banished her to an island with her unborn baby. And I'm like, why couldn't you just do that in the first place? And why couldn't you say fetus, you fucking pro-lifer? Yeah. Um, There's unborn baby. Yeah. Sorry. Such a thing does not exist. <laughs> Just a fetus. Sorry. But yeah, like if you had offered me the choice between being banished to a remote island mm-hmm. and being hanged, I would say the island probably. 
You've seen that now, but I don't think you've seen the lighthouse yet, have you? No. It's not fun to be on a remote rock in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Well, I mean, if if, if you could always hang yourself later, you know. This is a don't good you, point. You want you want the choice. That's true. Okay, you're right. She casts a spell at herself to never fall in love again. You did some pretty good note taking here. Oh, yeah. I really thought I'd be carrying this part. <laughs> no. Good job. Uh, and then that curse has been passed down to all the women in her family, and. Well, here's here's the thing. Yeah. She casts a spell on oh. herself to try to protect herself so she'll never fall in love again. But because of the intent, it becomes a curse. Oh. Or not the intent, but the feeling behind it. Oh. Yeah. So all the men who get involved with women of their family are doomed to a terrible fate. The men fate. who get involved. They get involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, they all die. They all die. I mean, everybody dies, but they die untimely deaths. Yes. And it's also important to note that in the Owens family, they always give birth to two daughters. One's a brunette and one's a redhead. Mm -hmm. And this carries on for forever. Yeah. So we cut to, like, the 70s, I guess? Yeah, probably. And we just see... You have to say the chant, because I am not allowed. So it cuts to, I guess the island she's been banished to has now been inhabited. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful town. But it's a weird place, because like people know that there are witches there, and mm-hmm. it's just fine. Yeah, it's like it surpasses. You could believe it if it was like the Owen family has lived on this island since the beginning, and here's this history about them. And there's a couple people who are a little spooky about it, but this... It is like the Jacobian era all over again. When, well, hold on, back up. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We learn about this curse. They, the women here are death beetle when their husband is about to die. I guess all the women are born straight. Um, <laughs> or else it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. <laughs> um, so their mom, uh, the main characters, Sally and Jillian, played by Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock, their mom, here's the death beetle, her husband dies, and then she dies of a broken heart. I think that means she killed herself. Mm-hmm. And so they go to live with their cool fucking aunts, who I would assume are their great aunts. Wait, how does this work? No. Their mom was the redhead. Oh my god, there were three of them. Oh my god, is this collapsing on itself? I don't think that the way... Wait. No, 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 no. The aunts aren't sisters. They're, um, I think they're together. That would make sense if one wasn't redheaded and one was brunette. I'm just now realizing this, and I... It could be their great aunts. Maybe it is. But then that would mean that that was the sister. No, if it was their aunts. But then they would have another Okay, we're working ourselves out of this. Yeah, they would have another aunt still. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's dead too, but we still know about it. But it's always two daughters. Yeah. I'm sure the book explains this, and I and we don't fucking know. Okay, we're moving on. They don't look like they're cool. You know what? I'm just going for it. They are a lesbian couple, because Diane Weist is a super redhead in it. She's a little bit more blonde. Yeah. So we're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> they go to live with their aunts, and this, so they live, they move to the tiny island in a 
the town rallies around these small children. <laughs> and shouts at them. And shout, witch, witch, you're a bitch. <laughs> over and over again. Mm -hmm. Adults are present. Yes, adults are present. Adults are cool with it. But again, everyone just knows about the witches. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a witch-centric island. But they hate the witches, too. Yeah. So. Well, only those four live there. <laughs> they live with their aunt, Frances, who's played by Stalker Channing, and Aunt Jet. Very fun. Played by Diane Meese. And they're like, oh, your parents are dead, baby? This is a party central. We're eating <laughs> chocolate cake for breakfast, and you don't have to do homework. We get the twin sisters' names. There's Sally, mm -hmm. who older Sally will be Sandra Bullock, but she grows up to be Sandra Bullock. Young Sally is a different. Uh, no, uh, they boyhooded it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Jilly, who was called Jilly Bean, who will be Nicole Kidman in the future, is just some random redheaded uh, young girl idiot who I'm sure grew up to do great things. Like practical magic, <laughs> maybe. Um, and Sally is doing some witch training and witch training. Witch training. Uh, it's a real Kiki's delivery service story. <laughs> okay. And Jilly does not have the witch powers yet, but she'll get them. She'll get them. Some this doesn't really come back, but some poor woman comes to the ants to to do a fucked up spell to get this dude to fall in love with her and leave his wife. And they stab a dove. Wait, did I black out for that? <laughs> they, they murder a dove with a long needle. <laughs> and and Sally and Jilly are like... <gasps> it, and then uh, it's fucked up, and then Jilly's like... It comes back because... She sees the dove murder, and she's like, can't wait to do that. I am classic Jilly. And it, you know, that is how her love life is. Yeah. It does come back because Sally sees you can use magic in order to control love. Mm -hmm. And seeing that tormented by the death of both of her parents, and then seeing that um, propels her to do the love spell for the impossible. Yes. The perfect boy spell. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And that's what we get to right now. That's the next scene. I know. <laughs> when I want to tell us what happens. I guess. Um, so, once again, Sally, a girl of nine, mm -hmm. uh, has lost both parents and is told through family members that this will happen to either you or your sister. <laughs> it is a curse in our family. So, I'm sorry, I'm still really hung up on the ants thing. <laughs> I'm, like, so distracted by it. Okay, whatever. I'm moving on. I just like sometimes I will stop because I'm doing that nonstop. I'm trying to figure out this family tree. Um, so Sally rightfully decides she never wants to experience such immense heartbreak that she kills herself. So she decides to create a love spell uh, for the a man that she thinks could never possibly exist, and boy does she reach for the stars. <laughs> she concocts a man who can flip pancakes. Uh -huh. Favorite shape is a star, mm -hmm. has one green eye and one blue eye, and is like, the third thing is like, is nice or something. 
Well, there you go. That's the disqualifier. <laughs> that is the disqualifier. Like a true nice guy. Not one who's like, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And what I really do need to know is if she, technically her magic created this man um, or if he already exists and it was just a happenstance. Well, I will say, because I didn't... The only parts that stuck in my head were that he flips pancakes and he has one blue eye, one green eye. I will say that the man that she finds is it does not fit her uh, description because uh, cops can't be nice. That is a fact. But it was 1998, and I don't think they felt that way yet. Right. Also, he's a sheriff, and I think like no, it's the same. No, I don't think they're better. I think that there's like some weird shit with them where they're technically worse. <laughs> You know? So, then we hard cut to them as adults. Uh-huh. It's Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Jilly, found a guy. Classic her. Uh, it's fine. And they, uh, Sally and Jilly make a blood pack to die on the same day. I love it. I love to see it. Yeah. And then Jilly runs off to Florida or something. I miss being now and being like, turn into your room and be like, we're going to do that. (laughs) And uh, reflecting as an adult and being like, what the fuck? Also, just a hard point. Too many movies of people cutting their palms open. Yeah. Too many movies available to children. Because as a kid, you're like, it's like a quicksand situation. You're like, this is inevitable. (laughs) I will one day. something that I have to do. I will one day cut open my palm and rub my blood. With someone else. I'll probably do it in quicksand. <laughs> Could you imagine doing such a thing in a in a post-corona world? This movie <gasps> is so complicated, honestly. Yeah. It's really it's gonna be really hard to get through this. <laughs> well, I think the most important thing we need to know is the movie is letting you know that Jillian is loose. Oh it's just like uh it's just like in Graham Sophia's uh, and Sparkle oh, yeah, Dracula. She's the, yeah, she's yeah. the Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy. <laughs> and she's, she's got red hair. There you go. Yeah, like strawberry, blonde, reddish hair. Yeah. And then Sandra Bullock is just, she is the practical one. Uh-huh. So, Jillian runs away with one of her many boyfriends uh-huh. and leaves Sally in that shithole town. Uh-huh. Where people are just walking by and Mothers are shielding their children's <laughs> eyes because witches are there. Don't look at the witch. Um, but Sandra Bullock seems to have made a pretty nice business for herself. I mean, the people can't hate her that much. She owns a business. Yeah. So they buy her shit. They buy her shit, even though it's witch stuff. Witch stuff. All right, here we go. Oh. Horse. Oh, I thought we were going to have yeah. Oh. Horse. Ten minutes in. Yep, we're only ten minutes in, baby. Yeah. Ten minutes and 41 seconds, there is a horse. A black horse. It's pulling a carriage. It looks very proper, but then the it's horse like, whinnies, <gasps> and it's a bad boy. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a Clydesdale, I assume, baby. The first of two bad boys we'll see in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Every horse you say is a Clydesdale. I think that there are... No, only... I really think that one was a Clydesdale. <laughs> There's only one kind of horse, and it's a Clydesdale. No, the ones that pull carriages and look like that are called Clydesdales. I've done about... Five minutes of horse research. I think I know. Hold on, I'll pull up Black Clydesdale's for you. Wait, oh, uh, virus update. 
It now no longer goes to Bing, it goes to Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, look, that's what this heart's looked like. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. That's a black Clydesdale. Okay, yeah. Jesus. No, I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just saying every horse is a Clydesdale. That's a, well, yeah, that is a fact. Sally then basically randomly just darts off and finds a guy and, and, and kisses him. I love it. There's no pretext for it, I think, in the dialogue at all. There's a, what happens is horse whinnies. Sally's like, oh, and then as she's going, oh, uh oh, sexy fruit peddler walks by yeah. and she's like, she's like, mm, talk about apple bottom, am I right? And then Aunt Francis and Aunt Jen are like, I think our girl Sally just got a little horny. <laughs> and so then they cast a love spell so that fruit peddler and Sally fall in love. And then Sally's just gardening and then perks up like a meerkat uh -huh. and is like, I gotta find that man. And she does just that. And he's and he's just yeah, he's just like yeah, literally. He's like, I love it. It's wild. And then they um they have some kids. They have two daughters. They have two daughters. Um one's a redhead and one's a brunette. Could you imagine? Could you could I make it in more obvious? <laughs> And now that she's in a nuclear family, the town doesn't hate her that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, not that much. Um, she says life was pretty okay. She says it's great. Um, their relationship's kind of gross. They can't keep their hands off each other. She says so in a letter to Jilly. She's like, I can't stop kissing him. Yeah, like, sounds well, like you just did because you're writing a letter. Sounds like a disease. <laughs> um, and, but then he dies. Um, they're... The death beetle shows up, mm -hmm. and she panics, and she starts digging under the floorboards for this beetle. She knows Real exactly... Real telltale heart situation. Yeah, she knows exactly what's going to happen. Oh, and then, sad, though. Uh, he's, he's in the middle of the street, and all these bicyclists come running down the street, and you're like, is he really going to get trampled by bicyclists? But no. He survives. What is this? The flea bag? Spoiler. The bicycles won't kill him, but the shark that hits him sure does. I know, I said... I said, in this moment, it's like we're in a Final Destination movie. You know how they have all of the, like, it's like someone's getting a haircut. <laughs> and there's also a chandelier swinging above them. There's all these dangers around them, and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, someone's, like, like, like drunk but cooking with oil, and you're like, some one of these things is going to kill it. And then it's just like, boom, left wing. Yeah, yeah. Like a bird hits them in the face and they die. <laughs> That's what that scene felt like. Um... Oh, I, I thought when we saw her, like, digging under the floorboard, she was at her aunt's house. We later revealed she's not. And I don't want to shit on the profession of fruit peddler. It is 100% a much more respectable job than being a fucking cop. Mm -hmm. It provides fruit to the people. It is a good job. It is an honest job. Of all the jobs we see it's, in the movie, it's probably the best. It's the most moral and ethical one. I just need to know how... Oh, her business, in which the entire town hates her, and it's fruit peddling job, they could afford that house. Mm, yeah. Yeah, good point. Thank you. <laughs> also, during this whole time, we're cutting to Jilly, and she is, she is dancing. Yeah, yeah. Like, shaking her hips a lot. Uh-huh. 
which tells the viewer she is in tune with her hips. Yes. Which means sex. There's sex stuff going on. She's also drinking and she's smoking. And you're like, well, she's what else? Pool. What else could she be doing? She puts these things in her body. She's probably putting penises in her body. I am sure she is. And and we do see it in a PG-13 way. Mm-hmm. Um, we oh, she she finds her bad boy boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who his name is Vampire McVampire, I think. It's it, yes. It's um, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. He just comes up behind her and blindfolds her. Hot. It's super hot. <laughs> Listen, no, one, no one's going to sit here and tell you they weren't horny. And then they both sleep hanging upside down or something. She, wait. Oh my god. Remember when she was talking to her sister and she's like, dude, we're just fucking all night like bats, baby. Yes. There's a lot of Dracula. Yeah. No, she, she says Dracula. She says, we're fucking all night like bats. And then she's like, also, this guy never sleeps. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, in the room where Tommy Wiseau was playing his character as a vampire. And it never got fully incorporated in the script, but it's canon he was a vampire. I've never heard this before. <laughs> he wrote, wrote played his character as if, it was a vampire, as if he was a vampire. He was supposed to. Um, have his car, like, levitate off of the roof of the house at the end, which would be a visual tell to the viewer that he's a vampire. But they didn't have the budget. God, I wish that the room had the budget for horses. <laughs> I know, I really wish that, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can tell it's a bad relationship because they're having, like, a lot of sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so Sally's husband's dead. She's she's pretty pissed off about well, it. Well, I would say depressed. Yeah, she's pissed. Okay. Um, she then finds out that uh, about the ants and their love spell. Yes. Should, we should clarify that whenever we say ants, we also mean ants. Ants. Uh, she renounces magic. Uh-huh. And she says that her daughters will never do magic. But then they all move in with the ants. Also, she uh, she um, asks the ants to bring him back to life, and they're like, "Are you kidding me? No." Maybe that's a plant and payoff. Yeah. yeah, love it. Love to see it. They say no because he'll he'll come back as not who he was—a real pet cemetery move. Yes. So we'll come back to it. That's why it's called a plant and payoff. Uh, I I feel like it needs more explanation. Okay. Wink, wink. So. Jill, okay, so Sally, daughters, m- move in with the aunts. Jillian can sense that Sally's in a bit of a funk. Sally's got the blues. Mm, something with her hand. And then she goes into the bathroom with some drugs. Classic. Mm. She drugs Jimmy. That's uh, Dracula's nickname. Um, Jimmy Angela. I don't know what accent he's... I need to know if that's an actor's real accent. the bad boy accent. It really is. Um, she drugs him with Belladonna so he can pass out because, once again, vampire. Colin and Edward Cullen, he does not sleep. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then it's Joni Mitchell time, baby. Oh, I love it. This is a weirdly long scene. Uh-huh, yeah. They play, like, all of Case of You. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. It's fine, but it's wild. Uh, and then, so Jilly goes home because she finally gives a shit about her family. And, and it feels like Fruit Peddler husband died, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, but Sally's still in bed. She won't get out of bed. No, that's valid. Her husband is it, died. Is it? Her husband died in a freak accident. It's weird her sister has not come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's weird that her sister has never been around. She has kids that are, like, seven years old now. She would have had to have met them because when they see her, they know who she is. Maybe. But Sally has to tell her sister that she has children. Mm-hmm. Or does... In a letter. Does Jillian know and they're just doing that for the viewer? Are they telling the viewer? Well, they're certainly telling us, but in mm-hmm. the form of a letter to Jillian. Okay, so we're to assume Jillian is as clueless as the viewer. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, it would be really weird to put that information in the letter. Sometimes you just like, remember how I have two daughters? That's fun. <laughs> So now that Fruit Peddler Daddy is dead, the town hates witches again. And Sally's children are being bullied. Sorry, I lost my place <laughs> in my notes. That's pretty much it on uh, that. Oh, they, I just said sorry. bitch again because it's a PG-13 Yeah, yeah I, we already kind of got into it, but I just wrote here. I think Julie the Boyfriend might be a vampire. <laughs> Julie mentioned vampires and bats and Dracula like ten times while talking about it. And, um... And then Sally's daughter casts a spell on some kid to give him chicken pox. I don't know if she does or if it's just weighted when a witch points at you and says, I hope you get chicken pox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not real. But, I mean, Sally talks to her about it. She's like, you never cast a spell with people to shit like that. Yeah. So maybe it was real. Possibly. And It doesn't matter. Sally is no longer depressed about the fact that her husband is dead. Yes. But, when one problem ends, a new arises. Yes. Uh, so, Jilly's out of here. This is like months later, I assume. Uh, uh, let's go for Who it. Who yeah. uh, Jilly calls Sally to come and help her. Uh, Sally catches a flight, rushes there, and uh, Mr. Uh, vampire McVampire uh, turns out... Count Vampire Count, Vampire. Count Vampire McDracula um, hit Jilly mm-hmm. in the eye. Gross. Uh, and Jilly is trying to escape that relationship. What is he, Richie April from The Sopranos? Yeah. Um, Spoilers. So they're leaving, and Jilly's like, oh my god, I forgot my tiger's eye in the vampire car. She needs it because there's blood on the moon. There's blood on the moon. And uh, I did give it, I just did give it a little search engine, uh-huh. originally on Google, and then it transported me to <laughs> Yahoo. Yahoo.com. Um, and it said that a tiger's eye is often used for protection. Okay. So she went to get her protection, and while doing that... Her diaphragm. <laughs> uh, Mr. Vampire was waiting in the car for her, or her, her. And then Sally and Jilly are kidnapped. They are absolutely kidnapped. Uh, this is where the movie... It takes a turn you really didn't expect. 
it becomes about something else. <laughs> we're like half an hour in, and we're, and they're, they're like, okay, so that was all exposition. Because <laughs> the movie dedicates a solid amount of time explaining the curse to you. And you're like, well, that's what this movie will be about. Yeah. And it's not. It's not about that. <laughs> that is a backstory. They are stuck in the car with Jimmy, and he's drinking his tequila. And Sally and Jilly communicate telepathically. And Jill, okay, I got a, just a bone to pick really quick. Every fucking character's name in this movie ends in a Y. It is. I know it's Jilly, and everyone calls her Jilly. Sally, Jimmy, and Gary. Who the fuck's... Is Gary the cop? Yeah. Oh. Of course Gary's the fucking cop. If you're gonna moan a name during sex, you're gonna want it to be Gary. I've never felt that way. <laughs> sexiest. That is the sexiest. <laughs> Sorry to all our Gary listeners out there, but your name's fucking dumb. Um, Go by Garrett or something. That's worse. Oh, that is worse. Um... So, Sally kills the vampire with, like, a shit ton <laughs> of Belladonna. Belladonna. Uh, vampire Man dies. I also have to assume death by Belladonna is not... Normally, I don't want to give away too much information here. Normally, when one poisons another, uh, there's there's a lot of vomiting uh-huh. involved. Yeah. Um, your body's going to try to get rid of that toxin. He just starts acting silly. And then he dies. And then he just dies peacefully. Yeah, he just sings a song, and then he dies. Well, he does do some strangling first. He does strangle Chili. Um, and then he dies on top of her. So they decide that they're going to bring him back to life. It's not a problem, because he's already dark and unnatural. Yes. So it's They don't all, care if he gets pet cemetery. It's all cool. So they do. They bring him back to life. The first thing this guy does... <laughs> When he's brought back to life, is he gets back to the choking. <laughs> that makes right, sense. It was right, the last thing he was doing. Right back to choking, and then he says, I want you to be my wife. <laughs> Worst Borat impression ever. He's just like, my wife, my wife. That's not how Borat sounds. That's exactly fucking idiot. Right. Um, so Sally hits him with a frying pan, and he's dead again. They put so much effort into bringing this guy back, and then he, he's dead again. I, to be fair, you wouldn't think he'd die from a one frying pan whack to the head. I think, it wasn't even cast iron. I think you would die from that. He's dead! And he did. So they bury him in the yard. Problem solved. R.I.P. Dracula Cowboy. Uh-huh. And then Margaret Martindale's here. Oh, God bless. Sometimes you don't even know you need a Margaret Martindale fix, and then her face just pops up on your screen, and you're like, I feel better. Yeah, agreed. Oh, my God. It's like, it feels like like having an iron deficiency. You're like, something feels wrong about me. And then you take your iron supplement, and you're like, that's what I was missing. That's Margaret Martindale, baby. Oh, what a woman. I love her. Yeah. So... Jilly just cannot stop smoking indoors. She's the cool one. I actually don't think we ever see her smoke outside. She only smokes indoors. I don't think we see her outside. <laughs> Honestly, the next note I have is Midnight Margaritas. So I miss the song. I... That's it. I have it all caps. Character, character, Margot Martindale, baby. And then 
Midnight Margaritas! <laughs> so I guess it's like the oh next thing. What happened with Marco Margio? Why did we both know that? Oh, it's they were in the apothecary. I know, There's, but were we just like, oh, Margo Martindale? Yeah, that's basically it. That scene, I think, was only to introduce Margo Martindale and the apothecary, because we had not previously seen it. So what that scene was is Margot Bardot was like, I need three more minutes, this is my Margot Bardot impression, I need three more minutes uh, on the screen for my SAG, <laughs> something, 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 however SAG works. Yeah. And everyone was like, you got it, Margot Bardot. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, so the next thing we get is Jilly waking Sally up at oh, midnight. I love it, you saying, love it. It's kind of like in, uh, in, uh, Zoolander, when they're like, Marge, Marco Frappuccino. It is like that. You know, I'm going to dare to say that is a callback to this moment. I think it must be, because then terrible things happen. Uh, so. <laughs> Everyone's set on fire. So, um, Jilly wakes up Sally in the middle of the night. She is dead asleep. They just murdered somebody. And She's him, exhausted. Buried him in the yard. Probably an hour ago. Don't even know how she got to sleep that quickly. Uh, Jilly but wakes her up. dug a grave. And says, Midnight margaritas. And then they go downstairs and they drink margaritas. Oh, you love to see it. The lime and the coconut. Playing. Yes. They are dancing. It is. It is. So this kiss scene and the Midnight Margarita scene exists in a movie that is not practical magic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love these two scenes just popping up. And the Midnight Margarita scene is long. It's really long, it's really fun, but things we need it because it turns out that the tequila bottle that they're, they're and none of them just drink margaritas, they do shots, like a lot of shots. They go from the margaritas to the shots. Yeah. Um, they're all roasting each other. It's kind of good fun, but it's also, like, a little too much. I think that's those, like, I have two theories here. So, my theory here is that either we're seeing how this family operates, and there's a lot of love there, but also sometimes they really frustrate each other, and they just need to, like, bluntly tell each other what's up, and it hurts, but it doesn't feel, like, in the same way... It, like they can like they can take it just because they can dish it kind of thing or there's a bad energy in the house and they're acting weird because Jimmy is starting to wreak havoc yeah I guess that makes sense because things start to get weird the ants start to sing uh, whatever song it is I forget. You're always on my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Jimmy was singing when they uh, murdered him the first time. And and Jillian is like, when she spits out at uh, Sally, she's like, I'm, I don't know where that came from. Mm. And you're like, hmm. She probably doesn't really feel those things. Right. So uh, those are my two working theories. I guess that makes sense. Um, so then the sisters, Sally and Jilly, notice the bottle. The tequila bottle. The tequila bottle is the same bottle that Jimmy was drinking out of. They put the belladonna in. So they're like, where the fuck you get this bottle? And the aunts say, somebody left it on the porch. I love it. Love it. 
I don't drink out of drink bottles. <laughs> open containers. That open containers that are just left in <laughs> places. Do you? <laughs> I guess if I had a house that was that stranded, you know, isolated. Yeah. Uh, I would just think someone left it out there. Yeah. Like one of your house people. Your house members. Yes. <laughs> not my not my staff. Um, but it is weird. It is strange. But that's when the, the uh, Sal and Jilly are like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's exactly what they say. They, I think they say, uh-oh, spaghetti Yeah. We made a big whoopsie doodle. They throw the bottle in the sink. It breaks. Not a problem. There's a oh, lot of a lot of broken glass in the sink. It, it, it's I don't know. Do people do this? You put, it seems like the worst place for broken, broken glass. You put broken glass in the trash can. Otherwise, you have to clean it out of the sink. I would think. Yeah. I've never put broken glass in a sink, so I cannot say. It's a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> but they do have one of those It's better big... than the floor, but not by much. But, yeah. They do have one of those really big sinks, though. <laughs> so maybe it's fine. So shit starts to hit the proverbial fan. If you, the proverbial shit starts to hit the proverbial fan. Uh-huh. Uh, the next morning. And also Edwin Rachel Wood is there. Yeah. Had to name drop. Um, the next morning, we see that roses grew over that shallow grave that they dug. Overnight. And also, Evan Rachel Wood can see Jimmy's ghost hanging out. No one else can, though, so they just don't believe her. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. fine. Why are you lying? <laughs> um, the ants left. They're yes. just like, deal with your own shit. We're going to like skip out for a few days. Go on a lesbian vacation, baby. Uh -huh. And you're like, I'm here for it. You get it. And then a sheriff from Arizona shows up looking for Jilly. And he has a Texas accent. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, he's got like a Southwest accent. Is that? I don't want to brag, but I've lived in the Southwest, and I never heard someone speak this way. Yeah. But I, I, I don't find it doesn't strike me as unbelievable that a sheriff from Tucson would speak that way. There's one thing I know about regions, and it's um, in an entire state, everyone speaks exactly the same way. Oh, okay. So, with sense. Tucson, he would be like, sorry to bother you, ma'am, I was just renting a video at Casa Video, or I was just looking at a used car the Cactus Jack, and then I rented a video from Casa Video, and um, a team called me up and said... God, our Tucson listeners are, are like, what the fuck <laughs> oh, did I, you just say? Oh, I know what Tucson is. They're like, I just went to the Antigone Bookstore. <laughs> For all of my feminist book reading, I'm a feminist because uh, when you did the spell, spoiler, you asked for a nice guy. I just went mini golfing at golfing stuff. I uh, ate at that restaurant where you're still allowed to drive meat on the roof. <laughs> Boom! Roasted dude! I just went to the Arizona Arizona gem. Let's pronounce it Arizona. Gem fair? What is it? Oh, they do a gym fair. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, and I, I went. Have, I've been there. Oh it's great. I haven't been. I've had professors. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've had professors have a sick day to go down to. <laughs> God, it was fucking booming. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. Uh, wait, I'm about 
For, wait, side note. I'm going to move to Arizona. Open up a sauna and call it Arizona. That's good. Thank you. I think that's all I know about Arizona. Anyway, shout out to Tucson. Tucson, best place of Arizona. You got Cactus Jacks. You got golf and stuff. You got Bookman's. Um, oh, I think Bookmans. there's three Bookman's in Tucson oh, now. God, I'm over here like an idiot paying like $8 for a book and like know, $3. I know, seriously. It, like if I want to, like an old stupid video game, or like a GameCube, or oh. I can't even get it. I don't even know where to get it. One time, one time, spoiler, I went into Bookman's and I was so high. <laughs> I spent like three hours in there and I walked out with a Jimmy Neutron PlayStation game. God, how it was like, this was a mistake. And then I had to return it the next day. And I absolutely, absolutely happened on 420 and then the return absolutely happened on 421. And I just feel like Bookman's would know what I've done. Yeah, they know. Anyway, all I'm saying is that if I need to buy a cup of coffee, an old synthesizer, mm-hmm. a James Joyce book, and Vanessa Carlton CD, and a Vanessa Carlton CD, I don't, I literally don't know where else to go. I had Army of Darkness. I purchased my Army of Darkness DVD there. Um, I also bought Dad that rubber, duck. <laughs> that rubber, that Blues Brothers rubber duck. Yes. Uh, I love Bookmans. Me too. Okay, where the fuck were we? We were talking about uh, how Jimmy's... the sheriff is from Arizona. Wait, wait. First, also Jimmy's boots, boots are popping up out of the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a problem. That's my favorite. <laughs> I The image evokes... Is there a similar movie where boots rise up in the ground and then sink back down? Or has that image just stuck with me my whole life? I don't know. I look for it. He has like a Dracula cowboy. Cowboy Dracula, Dracula Cowboy? Yes. That's what she calls him. I know. <laughs> I was thinking he's wearing cowboy boots. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the sheriff walks up and he says, Oh, excuse me, ma'am, do you have a place I can sit all my bookman's books down? Uh, <laughs> can you investigate a murder? <laughs> and they're like, <gasps> Murder? And he's like, It's involving Jimmy Dracula. <laughs> But it's not what you think. I don't think he's dead yet. I think he killed a woman. Mm-hmm. And you're, and then that's the viewer going, oh, it, so they're, it's fine that they killed him. It's, it's fine. It's not going to come back at all. Uh, weirdly, the sheriff can contain himself around uh, Jilly when she flirts with him. I don't even know. He's that. not having it. This uh, is, this is, must be like a... This has to be in the training, like the same day they tase you in the face or whatever. These have a hot Nicole Kidman type women in the tiniest little 90s dresses going, can I Just like it? actually touching you. You're, you're bad. I don't really remember what she says. I it's, don't know. It's pretty good though. Yeah. I do think though that you, if you murdered someone, you murdered your boyfriend, you should not look a cop in the eye and say, man hits me, he only does it once, because it sounds like you murdered yeah, him. It, well, they essentially confess to the crime immediately, because Nicole Kidman does that, and like she's trying to be sly and also hot. And A deadly combination. Then Sally's just like really bad at talking to cops, and she's like, oh yeah, uh, he kidnapped... Um, Jilly, and it was fine. She's just really bad with men. Um, Blaming her. We saw him three days ago. We don't know where he is. Probably dead. Uh, I think we murdered him. (laughs) 
And he's like, wait, what? We the, murdered him. What in the rootin' tootin' cactus jacks are y'all talking about? <laughs> Gotta think of more Arizona shit. I'm running dry over here. This guy fucking, uh, we'll get there, but he flips pancakes in the shape of a saguaro cactus. I feel like that is offensive on, I'm sorry, I don't want to get too political on this podcast, but given the current state of saguaro cactuses and how you have indigenous people, like, fighting to make sure they aren't ripped down, it feels weird for a white guy to come and be like, I got, oh, I can make you a pancake out of that. But Tucson loves their saguaros. They can't get enough of them. So is it fine if someone from Arizona makes the shape of that? Absolutely. Okay. It just feels like you're coming and making a Star of David pancake. <laughs> I don't think that eh, it's like that. Oh, so there's the cop. Um, so they are really bad at talking to cops. Did we make our A cab? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've said it. We've clear. said it before. Um, All right, yeah. So Sally almost oh. spills that. She has... Blood spurting from Oh my chest. god, I forgot. And so the cop doesn't even say, hold on, excuse me. He just maintains eye contact with her, grabs like a little handkerchief, and just sexually dabbing yeah. at her. I wrote, Sally's very bad at talking to cops, and she's covered in blood. This guy can't even pay, pay attention to what she's saying. He's straight up cleaning the blood off her while she talks. <laughs> and he is horny about it. Yeah. Uh, so the sheriff kind of goes around town, and everyone is just telling the sheriff about the curse on the Owens women. Mm-hmm. It is also, I feel like I did say this, but it's important to note, we also learn he is not investigating the, like, a missing person on Jimmy or uh, the possible murder of Jimmy. Jimmy is haunted for murder. Yes. So, and he thinks... That these women might be hiding Jimmy. Yes. He's like, it just... You got a room with a whole lot of rafters are not letting me look into. And they're like, he's sleeping like, upside down. Yeah. In the <laughs> uh, so, Jimmy the cop is learning... Jimmy, Jimmy the cop? No. <laughs> Gary. Fucking A. Sorry. That's my qualm. Too many ending ending in the Gary, the cop, Jesus. is learning a lot about the town and its witches. And that there's a lot more going on here than he first thought. Maybe he's bitten off more than he can chew. Ooh, opened up a whole pan of worms. Yeah, a lot of worms. Uh, Jilly's wearing sunglasses inside. I love it. You love to see it. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I think she's hungover, and that's why she's doing it. But she is... No, she cannot still be hungover. It is a full day later. <laughs> I think that you're just conveying that she's cool, but she can't smoke around children. <laughs> so she's doing some magic shit to some syrup? Yeah, I think she's poisoning the She's syrup. poisoning the syrup. Uh, the cop shows up for his 10 a.m. date with Sandra Bullock. Others would call it an interrogation it, of a suspect. Which it truly is, but then he ends up making some pancakes. This is when we see him making the saguaro pancake. He flips it, like, 15 feet in the air. Hot. Wait. Is this a pancake flipping dude? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's on Sally's list with special boys. Yes. Uh, that's the first one. You think by now we would have noticed the, Check. the eyes. 
but no, we don't yeah, notice we because we can't tell. Well, we haven't looked into them enough, you know? Yeah. It's um, a, when we see the reveal, it's like, it's like it's we so finally obvious. see. It's it. so obvious once you see it. <laughs> I do think it's really important to state, though, that right before he comes over, the movie has Sally's daughter rediscover her spell. So as a viewer, we can be reminded of it and go through the list yeah. with them. Oh, yeah, The yeah, movie yeah. is like, listen, we know you know 47 things have happened, and we... <laughs> It makes we, sense if I know we work. we need to remind you that this is the same movie you were watching forty five minutes ago. Yes, a murder happened. Yes, they pet cemeteryed a guy and then they murdered him again. But once there was a story about how Sally was afraid to fall in love because her husband would die. So just pull back to that and just we're just revisiting the list. So. The kids throw the syrup into the ocean. Wild. Gary has literally no questions about this. He does later. He goes, what was in that syrup? Uh, yeah. At first, he's just like, guess the kids didn't want to eat that syrup. And I, I, I don't know why. I just have, uh-oh, sister fighting. Oh, you see if the toad throws up Jimmy's ring. <laughs> and he goes, you better have a damn good lawyer. And you're like, jeez, I don't think that's incriminating evidence at all. She dated this guy and that's when he goes to Jimmy's dead <laughs> because a toad first of all he doesn't know it's Jimmy's ring <laughs> if it was like his class ring or something but it would make sense that Nicole Kidman yeah would have it but that is the moment where he goes from they're covering for this guy to they did murder him oh yeah yeah and they might have done it twice <laughs> and then yeah Again, the fight. Yeah. A bowl is broken. More glass in the oh, sink. Oh, so much glass in the sink. <laughs> so, I saw this picture. She's like, I can never use this fucking sink because it's full of glass. Yeah. So then, just hot on the pet. And then, oh, and then Jilly has appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> the consensus we came to, right? I think she's an ulcer. <laughs> and then, oh, riled up over the broken fruit bowl. Sally goes to Gary's hotel room. Yeah. It's a hot scene. Oh, he's got evidence on the bed. Yeah. Uh, he's recording her. Oh, yeah. I don't really know if cops can just record you. They probably can. And then tries to be a good guy. He's like, I know that I just questioned you and wanted you to admit to this murder, but you better get a lawyer. You gotta get a lawyer before we talk anymore. And then she's like, we're gonna make out and then they do and then they're both like we can't it was a real are we doing that energy <laughs> and then they do they just oh, do it they anyway. do. but they barely on the evidence on, really just on the evidence oh but... i don't know if it's evidence it's just i think it's like a lot of like pi close-up shot photos of sandra yeah. bullock like walking out of the apothecary yeah and her letter that he jerks off to every fucking night. Wait, he's read it a thousand times. God, right? it's like her grieving about her dead husband. Um, so they make out a little bit, but then not not much more. You know? Not like for hours. Just for a couple seconds. It's pretty hot and heavy, though. I mean, it's like they couldn't do any more without making it rated R. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I say before I have intercourse. Gross. I say we can't go any further without making it rated R. That's a that's a good line. 
Thank you. Yeah. That's how I asked for Oh! Hold the fucking phone. Jesus. This is the eye thing. Oh, God. Sorry, I got way too horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're making out on top of all these photos. And Sandra Bullock, she stops. She looks into his eyes. <laughs> and one of his eyes is just like a computer animation. His eye just flashes green. Twice. <laughs> so like, they, a, like a lighthouse light rotating over a dark sea. It's <laughs> it's like the Great Gatsby. Just the green light. Mm. Whoa, holy <laughs> shit. Flashing at he the... He represents hope. Yeah, at the other side of the bay. Um, So that you know that one of his eyes is green. But also, it's it's more the color of... um. Bolin's eyes in the Legend of Korra. It's like lime green. It's like the color of absinthe. Absinthe's not even that green. And the other one's blue. So he has a green eye and a blue eye. But I would argue that his green eye is only sometimes green. <laughs> only when he's looking away from Sandoval. I still do stand by it. I've never noticed that before. I really think there was a lag on the streaming. I really stand by that. But it must have always been that horrible color. Yeah. Just make it more contact. It's. I just th I just don't think the technology was there. To, I don't, maybe like calling contacts just sucked. Because I mean, even think about, like all the Harry Potter movies, they could have just made Daniel Radcliffe's eyes green. Daniel Radcliffe was a little child and was like, contact her, and they were like, valid, you're twelve. No, no. he was eleven or twelve years old. I have worn contacts since I was 11. You learn how to do it. Okay. If you're getting paid like a million dollars to make a fucking movie, you can put in some fucking contacts. Oh my god, do you have a bone to pick with Daniel Radcliffe? Where is this coming from? No, I'm sorry, Daniel Radcliffe. It's just that I don't think it's that hard. I'm sorry. How many times a day do we, in this bunker, do we bring up Daniel Radcliffe? And this is the first time. I am hearing the anger in your voice. <laughs> I didn't mean it to come out that way. It's just that I think that their like colored contacts must have been just that bad. You know, in the sixties it would last. And I read that um, reading Leonard Nimoy's autobiography. Fuck. No, I he's a grown ass man. He could have worn. He's on screen thirty minutes. He could have worn. Or, or they're like, um, you know, we have computers for this now. So they it's, gonna, it's gonna be fine. And they did have a computer for it, but it just wasn't fine. It's just like, because when you see him from like not up close and his eyes are both very clearly blue, I'm like, maybe from one green blue eye, it would be kind of hard to tell from just standing away. You'd really need to be close up on somebody. But the green they choose to make his eye is like, Anyone would notice that anywhere forever, even in outer space. Yes. That is the Great Wall of China eye color. Because you can see it from fucking space. And then she goes, I have to leave! Yeah. <laughs> and then Jilly goes, Sally. And they hear it across their telepathy. Um, yeah. And the um, vampire boy is possessing Jilly. Mm -hmm. As he ever. Yeah, he's doing it. The sheriff is there already? He got there before Sally. 
doesn't make any sense. This has to have been a cut scene in which he was like, Sally, we need to talk. And she was like, my sister! Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had to cut it for time. Um, the vampire ghost attacks him, but the thing is that he believes in the power of his badge. Oh, God. So it yeah. worked. It's just like it. Just like it. As you said. Um, and it works. So then Vampire Boy is dead for a third time. Third time, baby. And so Gary is like, did I just do murder? <laughs> and the answer is, yeah, kind of. My favorite thing is that you watch Gary do, like, badge murder on Jimmy, and then it just cuts to him just, like, hiding in a corner of the gazebo with, like, a thousand-yard stare, waiting for Sally to come out. And he's like, did I do murder? And then she's like, kind of, but also I already did kill him. And then he's like, I wish I knew how to quit you. And she's like, so I have kicked you. And then she's like, also I did a spell on you because you're mine. Ah. Ah. And then he goes, oh, Master every night. And my penis is like the hands of a guitar player. She was like, that's a lot. And he said, I wish for you too. And then she went, oh. Well, Sally's like, uh, we can't do this because I'll never know if you're here because of spell or because you're just here. And You'll never know if whatever the fuck his deal is. <laughs> You'll never know if I'm not just dating you to get out of prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love it. And then he's like, yeah, that's true. And then he's like, well, I guess we'll just see what happens. And they're both like, sounds cool. Sounds, that's chill with me. She just confessed to murder, but uh, sure. But the murder, the thing, the thing about the murder is it's not a big deal anymore. For some reason it falls away. Because they all did the murder. Uh, is that? Um. <laughs> that is, sorry, there was something crawling on me. Yeah, I just wrote, uh, Sally confessed to the crime, to all the crime. Sheriff says it's cool, no worries. <laughs> You're cute, so we'll let it go. And then. But Vampire Boy's back. Uh oh, can't kill and him, baby. <laughs> you can't kill him. The third time is not the charm. And this time he just. Uh, he's trying to have sex with Sally. <laughs> oh yeah, he licked her face. Yeah. He says, I'm really into the sister thing. That's a, that's a callback. Yeah. Love it. Lo I love to see an incest callback. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, <laughs> so they are, they're gonna get the coven back together to... Well, not back together, <laughs> they're forming a coven. This has been a Muppets movie. They get the coven back together to exercise... <laughs> This is so important. They're absolutely forming a brand new coven. No, it's exactly like the country bears. They're getting the coven back together. Um. No, Sally <laughs> won't follow this. Sally has to use the phone tree for the PTA and calls them all up and is like, hey, I know you would hate me because I'm a witch, but my sister is possessed. <laughs> and I need you to come over. And then Marco Martindale and other co-worker are like, we're coming in, baby. This is exactly what Mar Margaret Martindale is good for. Oh. You know, just like giving her impossible task, and she's like, I've been prepared for this. 
Margot Martindale is just that kind of fucking friend. Great casting because I believe it. Margot Martindale would be your friend in a temple of witches. She, uh, witch haters. She's going to defend you. Absolutely. And then she's gonna fucking. Oh, your sister's possessed by the that boyfriend that you guys murdered together. Oh, let's get him out of there. I honestly just think Margot Martindale's game for anything. And if it had been the other way around, where like a different friend called her and was like, "Yo, you gotta kill all these witches," she'd be like, "Well, I've been ready for this too." <laughs> wow. Yeah, I could see that. Pay a lot of money for that movie. <laughs> Did you ever blow the man down? No. Okay. It just like Martin Martindale lays in it, and it was fine. But it, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like one of the best movies of the year. Oh. She runs a brothel? Oh. She looks great. <laughs> so they're like, bring brooms, and everybody comes. And at first they're having fun. Yeah. And everyone's bringing down the room. There is a swelling orchestra. It's like, what is this? The Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh my god, it's straight up a Chris Columbus joint. Yeah. And everyone's having fun. And then they all go into the room in which Jillian is being possessed by her boyfriend. And they're like, hmm, it's not fun. And it's like, the whole time you were giggling and having margaritas downstairs, this was happening. <laughs> That's the thing about a margarita and thing, Christmas music. Oh my god. You were like absolutely not supposed to mix drinking and witchcraft. But it's fine. Um, so they exorcise Jillian. They're like, mm, she's gonna die. But Sally gets down on the floor with Jillian and they cut the hand, their hands again. And they're like, my blood, your blood. We're gonna die together. And then Jimmy goes away. And he turns into ash, and the women sweep it the fuck out. Yeah. Love it. It's great. And then, you're like, ah, oh, Jimmy's gone. But what about the murder? <laughs> and Gary just mails all the evidence he had against Sally to her. And he's like, burn it, I don't care. <laughs> and it's not a lot of evidence. It's pretty much just her letter. Oh, yeah, that's not a lot of evidence. And then he comes back. There's a bad Stevie Nicks song. Yeah, yeah, that's their, uh, that's the dark period of Tom where it's like, oh, where's it gonna go? But then he shows up, and, and then Sally and Gary kiss, even though his name is Gary. She will learn to love him. Yeah, she's okay with it. And then, it's Halloween! Halloween, uh, the witches jump off the roof. Which is a thing in the movie, and I, also, I guess the curse is broken. From the beginning of the movie. Yeah, who knows? The That's the end of Practical Magic. What a practical thing. You know, I feel like a movie called Practical Magic should be more like Molly Weasley kind of magic, where they're just like washing the dishes. Um, Our definition, that is Practical Magic. That's a Practical Magic, yeah. But I guess Sally's whole work is like Practical Magic. Sure, she puts magic into practice to make a living, but I mean, that's a small part of the movie. Mostly they kill somebody, <laughs> bring them back to life, and uh, then kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and again. <laughs> oh my god, it's his own hell. There's so like hardly any magic in the movie, except for the murder and the exorcism. 
And she's chose her call. Yeah, she's chose her call. I would call that practical. Yeah, that is some practical magic. And she blows the candle. <laughs> Ow. You know, which horse was your favorite? <laughs> the, the one. The one horse. You know, I don't even think that horse was my favorite. Which was your favorite? I'm going to say my favorite horse in that movie was... Did you say Nicole Kidman? Your horse in the movie is going to be the horses that help Oliver escape in the movie Oliver. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Because that, hor that horse in Practical Magic is a bigot. You think so? Didn't like the witches. Oh, I didn't get that impression. I thought the horse was being feisty. No, it's like they walk in front of him and the horse is like, ugh. Oh, wow. I'm getting Or it. maybe it's because they walk directly in front of them. Horses don't like when you get too close to them. It's true. Um, any, I, I was just getting like a different kind of vibe from this horse. Hmm. But I'm, I honestly, I'm a little worried. For yourself? Well, just like about the horses that I choose to be friends with. <laughs> yeah, I think what we're supposed to get from that movie is this whole town, that scene was this whole town hates them so much, even the horse hates them. Oh. But it could, it could have been a setup where the horse does that so then she gets her eyes on fruit peddler guys. So maybe that horse is a matchmaker. Ooh. Oh, but he does die. The horse is a murderer. Because of her. He would still be alive I know. if not for her. I know. It's wild. My, my favorite thing about fruit peddler guy is he probably has a name. I don't know it. Second is, I don't think he speaks at all and he plays her husband. God, because have you, did you look at that guy? He is the most New Englander person I've ever seen. If he talked, it would be... Oh, God. You would, you would want to claw your fucking ears out. Oh, my God. Dude, be like such a high New England <laughs> listening, listening family. Oh, man. I know. He'd be like, get the fuck out of here. He'd be like, you like apples? How do you like these apples? Ooh, that's a good little hunting reference, baby. No horses in that movie. I pray to God I oh. hate that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think there's any horses in it. But I was busy stabbing myself in the thigh the entire time I was watching it. But don't you understand that this grandmother uh, is naturally just good at math? No, I think he just goes to a library. Without, like, like um, you need, you can't just, like, know things like that. You need to be trained. I think he goes to the library, because when he's trying to fuck Minnie Driver, the guy's like, I go to Harvard, and he's like, "Oh, congratulations! You fucking go to Harvard. You pay a hundred thousand dollars for something you can get for free at the fucking library. You ever read Howard Zinn's People's History of America? That's a fucking book." <laughs> and you're like, "Cool." And Minnie Driver's like, "I think I'm gonna fuck him." <laughs> Wait, does he read that? <laughs> yeah, and Howard Zinn loves it. That's funny. Howard Zinn has a doc has that documentary where um celebrities read all of the like letters and speeches and Bruce Springsteen um plays this land is your land and Howard's it's like I don't want to be like remember why Matt Damon says my name in Google Hunting wait that's Howard's it's claim to fame not like the, the famous book he wrote that like everyone references I always you're like you're like you didn't need Goodwill Hunting to say Goodwill Hunting saying it isn't saying anything about your book, it's Goodwill Hunting trying to be smart and then picking one of the most well-known books ever. 
But I'm glad you got Giddy over it, you precious man. Anyway, horses. New Englanders. Yeah. So is it fine that a New Englander died? Yeah. Okay. okay He's a stand-in for Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Who? I, I think this might be illegal to say. Should be dead? He committed two hate crimes, so... Uh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Although, there might be a Mark Wahlberg movie that has a horse in it. I, I'm sure there is. It's on the, it's on the list. I thought there's a, there's a horse named Ted. Oh. In Ted 2, The Return of Ted. Too, <laughs> Too much Ted. Return to, return to hell. Mark Wahlberg committed two hate crimes. They tried to get one of them expunged from his record. <laughs> Can't do that shit. Because he wanted to, like, open a Wahlburger in Boston or something. <laughs> and Boston is like, you can't commit a hate crime and then open a restaurant in the it's city of Boston. Weird. It's weird that Boston doesn't openly celebrate hate crimes. I know. <laughs> Daniel, but were you happy with the amount of horses in the movie? There could have been, like, one more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, overall, you know, I like... I don't like to be, like, overloaded with horses, so... And this horse podcast. You know, like, one or two is good. I think I, I was happy with it. I feel like there was enough horses for us to talk about the movie on the podcast, and for that I am content. It was a weird place to put the horse in the movie. Once again, you're like, a horse could truly be anywhere. That's true. They walk it among us. Work. It, I did not expect the horse where I found the horse. Mm-hmm. It was a surprise horse. It was a surprise horse. Even though I knew there was a horse in the movie. Oh, it still caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, when... Ha- what? <laughs> Measure amount of horse appearances in this movie via hands. Six hands. That's very low. Well, I mean, how, how could I... It's one horse. Wow. That horse is probably 14 hands. <laughs> Sure, but I'm not talking about how tall the horse was. I'm talking about rating the number of horses. I know, but we do it at, on the scale of how tall the horse probably was. Oh, that, that, I think that horse was, it was a tall horse. I'm going to say 15 hands. I'm going to say 23 hands. The, the, no horse. <laughs> Listen, I don't know much about how tall horses are, but I think 23 hands is a fuck ton of hands. It, not for mine. It's not your hand. It's, that's a, a, that's it's a standard hand. Oh, wow. That's baby hands erasure. So you're going six. Six hands, yeah. I'm going eight. Oh, wow. You're going to fucking come at me with my six. Yeah. Will you, you two more? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little over a failing grade. It's a D. This horse would get through high school, based on my measurement. Well, the horse was fine. The number of horses, though, I mean, I can't rate very high. It's just like, it was a horse, it was there, it did its one, it needed to act startled, it did it, good job. But it was just, it was like a real wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, kind of horse situation for me. Quick and satisfying. Not satisfied. Satisfied for the horse, maybe. I, I, I bet. (laughs) But it left a bit to be desired. Daniel? Hmm. Daniel? Hmm. What'd you give this one? 
maybe those ants are gay. I'm going to still be working on this family tree. This is a book. This 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 movie is based off of a book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should read the book. Why the hell not? What else am I doing in this bunker? Yeah. Gail, do you have any concluding thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's good. Watch it. Halloween's fun. Uh, it's trick or treat. Add rocks. It is add rocks with it. Damn rabbits worth it. Damn rice worth it. Founder of Girl Scouts. That is our podcast. And uh, for all you horseheads out there, Necro, Alnini, Zappa, 